0: Okay, so let's learn. So uh, first of all, shkayich to anonymous for uh, sponsoring this morning. So it should be a for uh, whoever that person is. Okay, so let's learn. So um, I, I know that we're again. I keep on saying this. We're, we're, we're right. We're up to Parak Vav say for Yeshua, but like uh, we've been gone. We've gone off a little bit for a few weeks talking about just molchama warfare in general. So uh, maybe one last week to talk about Mohamma. And then, and then we'll, you know, as Hashem, we'll, we'll get back to uh, insight mm-hmm. and say for Yeshua. Okay, so there is, uh, again, there's a number of inyanim in how Jewish people go to war that we didn't talk, talk about yet, but one particular in which I think is an important nekuda um, that sort of frame, gives a certain frame within which, through which we can really understand a little bit better what mulcham is really about, and that's the following, uh, the sugi that we're going to be talking about this morning. So if you take a look at our uh, remark number one. So there's a pasuk, it's a whole parasha, but it's a, a section of parsha Shaiftin, okay? So again, we'll, for our purposes, we'll just see one pasuk of it. So at the end of parsha Shaiftim, the pasuk says like this. Ki sikra li Moshe Bainu says that when you go to a city in order to uh, wage war, if you're about to attack a city or a country, the Korah you have to first, before you go fight, before you actually invade and so on, you have to first send a message of peace. You have to offer a, a peace treaty and so on to see if the enemy is receptive to that. If they're receptive, then good. Then they, you know, whatever, We'll see what the terms of, uh, of, um, well, what's, of surrender is about, but whatever those terms are, if they agree, good. And if not, then you go to war. And the, the Parsha goes on to describe more about how to go to war and so on, but this, this concept of sending a message of peace, sending a peace treaty, an offer of a, of, a, of, a, of a peace treaty. We're going to talk about this now. What exactly the halachas are. So first we'll investigate some of the halachas, and then we'll see some of the epitomies that comes of it. So first and foremost, the first question to think about is, what type of war is this mitzvah, uh, you know, set about? Because again, we've been talking about this, so there's two categories of war. You have what's called Melchambas mitzvah, right? Situations where Qal Yisrael have to go to war. Number, you know, first of all, a defense, self-defense. Obviously, when you're dealing with self-defense, sending a, a message of truce is not, it's, it's, it's meaningless. Obviously, you're defending yourself because you're being attacked. So, you know, sending a message of, of Shalom is obviously irrelevant. But other, other cases, going out to a war against Amalek, or going out to war against, you know, conquering the actual land of Eretz Yisrael, those are Melchama's mitzvah. And then you have Melchama's Roshos, Voluntary wars, where Israel are trying to you know, expand the territory or conquer some other place for economic purposes or something like that. So those are two categories of war. So the first question to think about is this halacha of sending a message of Shalom, does that apply to Melchames HaRashos? Does it apply to Melchames Mitzvah also? You can make the argument that if there's a mitzvah to go to war against Amalek or to go to war against, uh, against uh, conquering the territories of Eretz Israel, then... Then there shouldn't be a message of peace. The terrorist said, "Go to war if you're conquering, you know, uh, you know, Uzbekistan. I don't know whatever Kaisa wants to conquer that that country. So fine, I understand that. First, send the message of peace and certain terms of of surrender before you actually go and invade. Or maybe this concept applies to all wars." So number one, it's much like it's Rishayna. So in number two, Rashi right on Chumash over there. Rashi on this pasuk again, When you go, when you when you come close to uh, you know invading and and, and uh, attacking a particular city, then you have to send out a message of peace, says Rashi. But This is only talking about a voluntary war. But if you're talking about going to war against uh, you know, non-Jews in Eretz Yisrael proper to conquer the territory of Eretz Israel, That's a mitzvah. There's no Indian of sending a message of peace. Any terms of conditions of surrender is not going to help anyway. You have to go to war. You have to conquer the territory. So that's the sheath of Rashi, that it only applies to Lachemes HaRishos. Okay. Now, on the other side, most Rishonim actually disagree with Rashi. Uh, first and foremost, the Ramban. The Ramban on Chumash over there quotes Rashi. And he disagrees. And he quotes, actually, from Chazal to prove that, that this is incorrect, that even melchemist mitzvah, even obligatory wars, the process is that first you send an offer of a peace treaty. <laughs> Rabban writes, kriya sah this message of Shalom this applies even to a'malchemes mitzvah. She'chayov and likre l'sholem, that you're ob- the Kaiser are obligated to send the message of peace, uh, an offer of a peace treaty, of a surrender. Shiva even when it comes to the seven nations that are in Eretz Yisrael and you're obligated to conquer the territory if, the, if you send that message, you have to send the message of a, of an, a possibility of, of surrender. And if the nation surrenders and they follow the conditions of surrender, which we'll talk about soon, then fine, then they're able to remain there. And they're officially, it's officially, Eretz Yisrael, it's officially owned by us and controlled by us, despite the fact that there could be guy living there if they follow the, the terms of surrender. Now the Ramban proves this, that this concept of sending a message of Shalom and surrender applies even to Muhammad's <laughs> mitzvah. Ubagmar Yushalmi, the Yushalmi in Shvias says, Om Rabshmubar Nachmeini. Roshul Baranachmeni said that Yeshua benun, Kayim, a parshazu, says Mofershon and Yishalmi, that Yeshua benun fulfilled this Parsha of sending a message of Shalom when he was conquering Eretz Israel. So even when it comes to Machamis mitzvah, like Yeshua benun, even he he fulfilled this mitzvah of uh, sending a message of peace. Mas Yeshua, what did Yeshua do? He would send a letter to whatever the invading, uh, whatever the city was, whatever the, the, the territory was. But he would write the following message: If you want to come make peace, then come make peace. If you want to just run away and uh, and leave, then yelachle. Then that's also on the table. If you want to go to war, we'll go to war. Those are the message that Yeshua benun sent. Yeah. Right, so we're going we're gonna to see about that. We're going to see about that. There are, it, it could be, when we get to that parish, it's in a couple of from now, we'll, we'll talk about that more barichas, but the, the, most, the, most, the, the parash this is that the terms of condition, they were not interested in, uh, in keeping. We're going to see the terms are, are, you know, they're serious. It's not just not make peace. They have to, the, the, the enemy has to agree to the terms of surrender, and if they're not interested in that, then that's not called, that's not called the accepting of that letter. Then that's called, we'll go to war, if they're not accepting those terms. So they give on and they probably just didn't accept those terms, but we'll see about that soon. Okay, so that's the Yishita of the Ramban. Okay, so that's the that's Ramban says. Now, what exactly are the terms of surrender? What are the terms of Shalom? What does it mean, Shalom? So it says the Ramban like this. So it says the Ramban. Now that we have this opinion of the Ramban, that a message of peace applies to... To to mechemes to uh, some you know outside of Eretz Yisrael and so on, Ver, and it also applies to Eretz Yisrael proper to guy that are living there. Says the Ramban, but there could there is a slight difference though in terms of what the the treaty is, what the terms of surrender are about. So says the Ramban, Shabarmah When it comes to lands that are far away that are not in Eretz Yisrael proper, so Nishlah Moshalom. Then you send a message of peace and what exactly is contained in that. So, vishiyu the The terms of surrender are that that particular country, that particular territory should be willing to pay taxes to Qal and serve Qal in any way. So, whether it be taxes or if Qal needs uh, lumber, then the lumber can come from that country, something like that. That's basically the terms of surrender, more like that says the Ramban, however, when it comes to, let's say you're sending a message like Nun, to Melchemes HaMitzvah, Melchemes Mitzvah in, in Eretz Yisrael proper, then it's not just enough that the terms will be that you have to pay taxes and, and uh, we're able to take uh, resources when we need it. Nishel HaMoshalom, the, the peace treaty is the following, uh, obviously peace that you're not going to attack, no terrorism, obviously, Umasem Va'avdos, uh, taxes and, uh, you know, anything that we need as ter- in terms of avdus, with, uh, with another condition, al minashi kabu leh shev They also have to accept upon themselves to live with the shev mitzvah v'nei noich. That's the Ramban. Now, the Ramban now clarifies that technically speaking, we're going to see, like, technica- technically speaking, this added addition of, of, of the Goyim within Eretz Yisrael, if they want to have peace, they have to accept the shev Ben v'nei says the Ramban, the truth is, when we think about it more, says the Ramban, this is not really, te- even though that's true, that certainly Yeshuv B'nun needs to enforce that any goyim living in Eretz Yisrael keep the Shev but says the Ramban, it's technically not part of the treaty itself. V'yitachin, says the Ramban, this is something that we know going in, we're going to have to enforce that any goyim living in Eretz Yisrael have to keep Shev Mitzvahs Noach. Is it necessarily technically part of the peace treaty? No, says Ramban, we don't have to let them know that, by the way, this is part of the condition of staying here, is that you're going to have to keep Shev Mitzvah V'Ninoich. What is the peace treaty technically, says the Ramban? Peace treaty is that obviously you're not going to attack us, there's going to be taxes that you accept, and any resources that we need we'll be able to take. After they agreed to that treaty, and now they're officially... Within the territory, within the under the jurisdiction of Klal Yisroel, so now, the, now we can let them know. By the way, one of the rules of living amongst Jewish uh, sovereignty is that you have to keep shemeses of naich. In other words, what the Ramban is telling us is is that is that there's two separate things that are going on over here. There is the actual peace treaty itself that Klal Yisroel would send as an offer to any to, to any uh, goyim that we're that we're invading and so on. And then, once they accept that peace treaty, then now they're officially annexed. Uh, they're not part of uh, the territory of, Kal- of Eretz Yisrael. That's fine. Ha- now there's a secondary halach which kicks in. That as a citizen, as a member, as a peace, as an annexed area of Eretz Yisrael, there are certain rules that you have to live with. Namely, I'll give you a marshal. Let's say the United States of America wants to uh, uh, take over Canada. Whatever. So they would have, a, they would send over, hopefully, let's say, do such a thing, they would send a message of Shalom. Listen, we don't want to go to war. If you agree to the terms of surrender, then let's, let, let's agree to that. The terms of surrender is not going to be, and by the way, when you run a red light, every citizen, if you run a red light, you're going to have to get a ticket. There's terms of surrender, and then there's rules that come when you're a citizen of a particular country. So when, if America were to send a peace treaty, you know, terms of surrender to a particular country, it would be about taxes, it would be about, uh, you know, whatever the terms of surrender might be. They're not going to get into the nitty-gritty of rules as a citizen of the United States, certain things that you have to uh, deal with as a, as a citizen. Once there's a term of surrender, and now you're officially citizens of the United States, then yeah, the rules of citizenship kick in. That's not necessarily part of the terms of surrender. You know, so, so in this case, says the Ramban is the same dynamic. There is, there's two separate inyonim. There's the terms of surrender that a, that a foreign entity is going to have to accept. And then once there's an acceptance of terms of surrender, now you're officially citizens of Eretz Yisrael, then guess what? There are certain rules in place of being a citizen. And being a Jewish citizen means Tayyip Mitzvahs, and being a non-Jewish citizen means Shev Mitzvahs Noach. If, theoretically, the nation accepts the uh, terms of surrender... Right? they're going to pay taxes and so on and so forth, but they're like, you know, we're not so keen on Shev Mitzvah v'neinayach, then the, then wouldn't go to war. Klay would then enforce the citizenship to keep Shev Mitzvah v'neinayach, just like they would enforce any citizen of Eretz Yisrael to keep the particular rules of being a citizen. It's not a matter of, that's not, that's not enough to go to war about. What you go to war for is if the terms of surrender are not accepted. So you follow this, there's two separate things that are going on over here. Practically speaking, the Ramban is saying that the foreign entity should accept upon themselves, you know, tax, taxation, and, uh, you know, uh, giving resources to uh, the state of Eretz Yisrael. And they should accept upon themselves, But says the Ramban, but technically speaking, it's really two separate categories. Really. There's the terms of surrender in terms of, are we going to war, are we not going to war? Are you, are you willing to be annexed to be part of Eretz Yisrael or not? That's, and that discussion, that conversation is really revolving around taxation and giving and, and surrendering resources. That's really what that's about. And once that's agreed upon, now you're, a, now you're a citizen of Eretz Yisrael. Okay, now being a citizen means a lot of things. It means, uh, don't run red lights. Uh, it means that you have to keep the message in the That's just part of being a citizen. That's how the Ramban breaks it down. So that's what he says, only if they don't agree to the terms of surrender, and now you're going to war, so then the halachas of war is a and national And when David didn't leave over that, that We assume that there was no, that they didn't agree to the terms. It's always, according to the Ramban, you always send over the terms of surrender first. That's the Ramban works it out. Which means that, one second, if the, therefore, if the invading country does not agree to the terms of surrender, to the, to the actual message of Shalom, then you go to war. But if they... Agree to the terms of Shalom, but they don't agree to Shev Mizvina then says the Rabban, then you don't go to war, then you just send policemen on an individual case-by-case basis to try to enforce the citizenship to keep the rules of the country. But it's not a that's not a national, that's not a a, a treaty discussion. That's more of a a, uh, a police force enforcing the rules of the citizenship. Yeah. Does he mean yeah. to say that there are times maybe the opposite? I don't think so. I don't think so. But the Ramban is just—that's what he's saying. That you don't even have to. That's—that's that's what the Ramban is saying over here. Is that you don't even have to tell them about Shav Mesvenayach. When you're making again, if the United States is telling, telling, you know, you know, trying to, to take over Canada, whatever, and they're and they're having discussions at the table about the tr- in terms of surrender, in terms of uh, of annexation. It's not, and they're, you know, the Ramban is saying like they don't have to start discussing the nitty-gritty details of, like, insurance policies if you're a citizen versus... That, that's... Th- these are protten that come with being a citizen. The discussion at the table between the generals and the, and the presidents and so on is, gener- are you willing to be annexed or not? Yes, there are certain things that then come with annexation as being a, 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 a citizen in the United States. Certain rights and certain responsibilities that, that, that comes with that, but that's not part of the debate. That's not part of the discussion. If, for whatever reason, the United States at the table want to start bringing up the details about what it means to be a United States citizen, they want to, it's on tape. That's not really uh, that's not that's not really the issue. So Cesar the Ramban. is the same thing over here. If Klai Yisrael wants to again, uh, you know, uh, send a peace treaty to a particular, you know, um, a group, uh, a non-Jew city in Eretz Yisrael, the issue really is the peace treaty itself. And whether we're going to war against you depends on whether you accept this treaty of taxation and surrendering, uh, surrendering uh, you know, uh, uh, resources and so on. We, if, if we want to let you know the responsibilities of being a citizen of Eretz that then we'll let you know. If you like it, good, if not, no, whatever, it's irrelevant. But once you accept the peace treaty, whether we're going to war depends on the treaty that you're agreeing upon or not. <laughs> If you agree upon that, and now you don't want shev mitzvanei noach, then we're going to send in policemen to enforce it. That's just the way it is. But it's not a mat. It's two separate two separate discussions. That's the ramban. That's the ramban frames it. So and then, by the way, one second, one last note. Let me just to make this clear. That's what the ramban says. This is only true. That addition of shev mitzvanei noach. That's true only when you're trying to to when you're when you're dealing with a melchames When you're dealing with non Jews in Eretz Yisrael proper, it's irrelevant. If Kal again, I don't know, Uzbekistan, I don't know, whatever, let's say they're uh, trying to, uh, to uh, you know, have a Molchamas or a over Uzbekistan, and they want to take over that particular, that particular territory, then the issue is just pure Molchama. Uh, they're not part of Eretz Israel proper. We don't have to worry about them keeping Shevim as So that's why, therefore says the Ramban, when you're talking about distant countries, then the issue is purely the peace treaty. When you're dealing with Eretz Yisrael proper, then you have to deal with two two sides of the issue. Then there's peace treaties, right? Are they accepting the terms of peace? And number two, by the way, now that you're living in Eretz Yisrael proper as a citizen of of Eretz Yisrael amongst us, then there's rules of being a citizen. You can't run red lights and you have to keep... That's the way it goes. So it's two separate discussions. Huh? There could be issues, but it's not necessarily... Re- the Ramban is saying it's not the responsibility of Kala to go, uh, you know, to take care of that. Inert is proper. That's our responsibility. second part religious. religious Everything is religious. This is Ramban. <laughs> the no, no. Everything is religious. Everything's religious. there's It's all... Okay. In, in Yiddish, everything's Going to war. You say, L'shem before. It's all. It's all... It's all, re- it's all religious. It's all Ruchni. There's no divide. There's no divide. Is, is it just that only applies when it comes to the Eretz proper, or That's what Nehoez Mitzvah would be. Nehoez Mitzvah would be, er, again, he's saying within Eretz Yisrael proper, when you're dealing with non Jews that are living in Eretz Yisrael, you have a responsibility to make sure they keep Shev Mitzvah in That's irrelevant of whether it's a peace treaty or not. There's, again, there's two separate discussions. There's having a peace treaty with a foreign entity within Eretz Yisrael, and number two, once there is an acceptance that they, you're now going to allow them to live in Eretz Yisrael. You have to make sure that they follow the rules of citizenship. But it's not a country, it's an outside country that attacks us, and they go into their territory and fight back. That's a call But again, we're talking about the particular type of Melchized Mitzvah where it's our responsibility to make sure that Kifshah the Mitzvah V'Einlech, that's within Eretz Yisrael. It's not a Melchized Mitzvah versus rishus. It's in Eretz Yisrael versus not Eretz Again, let's just see the words of the Ramban inside. V'nir, again, the last paragraph in Marmokah number three. There is a distinction between the the, the the message of peace that we're offering. When it comes to distant countries where they're not officially citizens of Eretz Yisrael, they're just their own country, they're just now paying taxes and so on, and they're just subjugated under us, but they're not... Lit, literally living in Eretz Yisrael and so on, nishlam l'shalom. Then the, the treaty is the only terms of surrender are this issue, veshiul l'mas have taxation and and uh, submitting uh, um, you know uh, you know what's what's you call it uh, 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 resources and so on. But when it comes to Eretz Yisrael proper and you have non Jews living in Eretz Yisrael, nishlam l'shalom. Then certainly you have to send over message of peace, and but it's also Aminashabullah, Shah Mizvini Noyah, Shenzavnih. They also part of that is Shah Mizvini But now the Rabbi explains what you're talking. But again, just to clarify, technically speaking, it's two separate it's two separate things. Shalinitz sarhlaidam, rakhashon, ha masamashi. But the te- technically speaking, the treaty itself that they have to be aware of and determines whether we're going to war or not is the same in Eretz proper versus Uzbekistan. It's all the same. It's a matter of taxation and resources. After that's accepted, and now they're officially citizens of Eretz Yisrael, and they're living in Eretz Yisrael, so now you let them know. By the way, being a citizen means that's what the Ramban is looking at. So, we have, so now we have a third opinion of the Rambam. The Rambam is interesting. The Rambam holds... Like the like the Ramban, that this mitzvah of sending a peace treaty applies to melchem Mitzvah and melchem mitzvah, and in terms of uh, you know nations in Eretz Yisrael, you have to send the peace treaty just like Yisroel Nun did. But here's where the Rambam is different. The Rambam holds is that this quality, this qualification of what a shev mitzvah is not a secondary thing that happens to be kicks in once you're a citizen anyway. The Rambam holds that that is actually part of the condition of peace. And namely, if the other nation does not accept that particular Nakuda of living in Eretz Yisrael under the rules of Shev Mitzvah then that's called not accepting a peace treaty, and you go to war. And you go to war. So, again, in the Ramban, it was two separate in Yonim. There's the peace treaty itself, which is purely discussion about taxation and resources. And, one, and, that's, and whether you're going to war, it's dependent purely on whether that part of the conversation is accepted or not. And then, if that's accepted then good, then there's absolutely, war is now off the table. And now, there's another discussion that, that kicks in, which is, by the way, now that you're citizens, these are the rules. And if you don't accept Shev we'll send in the police force house to house to, to make sure that it's, that it's kept. But it's not, a, it, it's, war is off the table. A discussion of war is purely based on the peace treaty discussion. And then there's another discussion of citizenship and rules of being citizens. Two separate discussions in the Ramban. It's so much so, that the discussion about rules of Shev Mitzvah doesn't even have to be mentioned. It's like it could be, you know, a footnote in like when you give them the big uh, manual of what it means to be a citizen of Eretz <laughs> you could stop it in somewhere. You don't have to let them know. That's not the discussion at the table between the generals. That's not the discussion of war. Not, in, not so in the Rambam. In the Rambam, that is the discussion. The discussion is the peace treaty itself. The discussion is revolving around taxation and, uh, and materials and so on. And okay. and if any of that is not accepted, then the, that's a reason to go to war. There's a reason to go to war. Take a look at Maramukah number five. We'll get back to four later. What's not What's not if one, the representation one, of the country says that we're not willing to accept all the details of shev Tzenei Noyech... they not, not keep okay. okay. Then the police come in and they, the Put <laughs> <laughs> <and they>, it the <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Yeah, it's if if the government, if the, if the representation of that, con, of that, if that city accepts the rules, okay. So then they accept the rules. I Pliny Ben Pliny in his house has the vaydizara, sure. then the cops come and they take away that Zara. the vaydizara. Yeah, but so if, but so but it's a no there is because let's say let, let's say in the, I'll give you an example let's say there's a, you know in, in, the, in this there's a city in Eretz Yisroel that's uh, Yishu Benun is coming in yeah so Yishu Benun wants to conquer Yerichai yeah so he sends a message to Yerichai Yerichai I'm having a, an offer of peace treaty these are the, the regulations and they say you know what 100% we accept we accept the taxation we accept uh, surrendering resources does Yishu Benun go to war is he allowed to go to war so according to Ramban, absolutely not. Because peace, the peace treaty was accepted, and now war is off the table. Aye, ah, they're not accepting Shev Meshvini Noir. Okay, the cops will come and take care of it by house by house. According to the Rambam, no no no, that's called not accepting a peace treaty if they're not accepting Shah Mesvinoir. And then you have to go to war. There's a big difference between war and sending in the cops. The Rambam wouldn't hold it if the population in the is not holding it, then you go to war. It wouldn't hold that. Well, listen. Uh, the, if the government, uh, if, if the representation of Yerichay says we accept Shemitzvah Neinayach, and you have uh, individual citizens that 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 are not okay, that's uh, now it's an individual situation. You know, it's like it's uh, it's not the cloud Take a look at our 5 in You'll see the Ramam himself how he puts this out. Ram it's in Hilchas Malachim, the beginning of the fifth par, uh, sixth parak. We never go to war, says the Rambam. Until you send over a message of, of a truth, of a peace. Whether it be it's, it's always under these conditions. And what is the condition of peace? If they accept the terms of peace, which, which the Rambam will explain soon, in terms of taxation and so on, and they accept... To, to live a life of shemisveneynoach, ein and then no one is touched. There's no war at all. Very and they are officially uh, taxed and so on. But there's no, you're not. A war is now off the table if they accept those conditions says Ramam explicitly, let's say they accept the taxation part, but not the, the surrendering of resources. or they accept to surrender resources, but not the monetary taxation. That's called rejecting the peace treaty until they accept both terms, of surrendering resources and taxation. And if they don't accept that, or they accept the taxation and the resources. But you don't accept the Imam Muhammad. Then you go to war. So what the Ramon is telling us clearly is that the treaty itself, it's not a secondary issue of like, now that you're a citizen, these are the rules. No, no, no. It's not called running a red light. That's the, the discussion of peace is these, these qualities. The, the, the monetary sides of the, of the equation, the taxation and resources, and shev misses That's what the that's the sheet of the Rambam. That's the sheet of the Rambam. Now again, it, 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 the, the, the Rambam is telling this. That this is a rule for all for all Muhammad, for all Muhammad. Again, let's understand. The, in in the world of the Ramban, just to make it clear, then we'll move into the hashkafa in a moment. In the world of the Ramban, where there's two separate conversations, right? Again, there's there's a, a, there's the military conversation. Are we going to war or not? And that's a matter of the peace treaty. Do you accept or do you not accept? And then there's another conversation. Now, as a, as a citizen of Eretz Yisrael, rules of being a citizen is that you have to keep Torah. What does Torah mm-hmm. mean? So, for a Yid, it's six thirteen. For a non-Jew, it's seven. That, that's two separate conversations. The mela, the Ramban therefore holds that that that, that other conversation of Shav Mitzvah is completely irrelevant. The, the question of going to war does not has has nothing to do with that conversation of Shav Mitzvah, right? And the Inyoshev Mitzvah B'nai is only going to be relevant for those Goyim that are living in Eretz proper, that they're now citizens of Eretz If Klai Yisrael is going to war against Uzbekistan, it was, let them do whatever they do in Uzbekistan as an that They're not citizens of Eretz Israel. They're not living with Eretz Israel. It's not our responsibility to make sure that people in Uzbekistan are keeping Shev Mitzvah Noich. Our issue with them is that we want, we want resources from them, we want taxation from them, and so on. Because, because again, because the, the discussion of Shev Mitzvah is not a war conversation, it's not part of the peace treaty. It's a, sec- it's a separate conversation that comes up when you're dealing with now rules of citizenship. The people in Uzbekistan are not citizens of Eretz Yisrael. They're, they're, they're still in Uzbekistan, but they're paying taxation and homage to Eretz Israel. And so whatever rules they set up, they want to run red lights over there, let them run red lights. They want to serve Gashkas, serve Gashkas. It's irrelevant to us. What's relevant to us is do you accept the terms of peace? Are we going to war? And that discussion, according to Ramban, is purely based on taxation and resources. But in the Rambam, Realize the Rambam that shemitzuneh is part of the terms of surrender then that applies to wherever you're having that conversation about going to war, whether it be in Eretz proper or Uzbekistan. Because it's not now like a secondary issue as a citizen, these are the rules. And then in Uzbekistan, they're not citizens. No, this is part of the terms of surrender. Do you accept all these terms, which are namely taxation, resources, and Shev of V'neinach? And so that's how the Rambam is learning. Any time the Jewish people go to war, that has to be part of the discussion. Are they going to accept the Torah? Are they going to accept Yiddishkeit? And the Yiddish guy for a non-Jewish. That's the, that's the sheet of the Rambam. Okay, so, fine. It's an interesting debate. It's interesting. Let's understand a little bit of the premise what this tells us about war in the world of the Ramba. Because if we think about it, I, I think logically the Ramban a little bit makes, makes more sense. There's, there's two separate discussions. I mean, uh, There's going to war, and that has to do with more of a national discussion of, uh, of are you accepting Shalom, do you accept Shalom, like the, all the Pasuk says is that you have to send the message of Shalom. That's what Shalom, what, what does Shalom mean? Shalom means peace. I not know, peace means do you accept terms of 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 uh, of humbling yourself before but the Rambam sees in that more than just in terms of taxation and, and resources and so on. The Rambam, the Rambam sees in that so what's going on over here? Okay, so take a look at Maramokah number six. This is a Gemara Megillah so, McGill, I, I, I was talking about this on Shabbos, Shabbos morning, so we'll, we'll see the, uh, just a certain aspect of it. The Gemara and and Daph Yudzayin is talking about the idea that we have in Sh'mon that the bracha of Gol Yisrael is the seventh bracha of Sh'mon So the Gemara says like this Why is Gol Yisrael the seventh bracha? So Amar Rava, Rava said because we have a tradition that that Mishich is going to come in the seventh year of the Shemitah cycle. It's going to come in the year of Shemit in the seventh year. So because Mashiach is going to come in the seventh year, so Memeila the bracha in Shmoneser, which is talking about Gula, is the seventh bracha. That's why it's, it's uh, established in the seventh bracha. Ask the Gemara of Amar Mar, but that's not true. You're referencing a Gemara in Sanhedrin that something Gemara says. The Gemara over there says Bishvias and the, the sixth year there's going to be like rumors, and uh, you know people are going to be talking about Gula, whatever. But it's not actually going to happen yet. Bishvias the seventh year Mulchames there's going to be war. B'matzoi is after Shemitah, in the eighth year, then Ben David ba. then that's when Mashiach is going to come. So ask the Gemara, you're telling me that the Gal Yisrael the seventh, is the seventh bracha, because in the seventh year, Mashiach comes, that's not true. In the seventh year, there's wars between Gal Yisrael and the nations of the world, and in the eighth year, Mashiach comes. So why not make Gal Yisrael the eighth bracha, not the seventh? Says the Gemara, molcha is ischal to the aren't The answer is, the wars that are taking place between Kala and the nations of the world in that seventh year, that's the beginning of Gula. That's the beginning of Gula, it's the beginning. And it, and it completes with, uh, with, in the eighth year, when Mashiach will actually come. But the beginning of that process is actually the wars that take place in the seventh year. Okay, now we're not going to get, we're not discussing right now, like, what exactly does that mean? What wars are actually being fought in that seventh year and eighth year? Are these, does it have to be like that? Let's say it's not, it's not a, a seventh or eighth year, it means Mashiach can't come. We're not, we're not discussing that, but what we do see from this Gemara is a concept, which is that the wars that Kala Yisrael wage, again, the, the way it's going to play out historically in that seventh year leading to eighth year, but the, what we do see is that the Gemara is calling Muhammad between the Jewish people and the nations of the world, Yisrael to the at the beginning of redemption, the beginning of redemption, which means that we have to reframe our thinking in terms of when Klai go to war. The wars that Klai will f- fight has to be reframed in thinking of it in terms of this war is a, is a little reflection, a little microcosm, a little taste, a tayameha, of this idea of the wars of the seventh year being, a schadu, being the beginning of the redemption that culminates in the eighth year. In other words, what's happening on a much larger scale in this the seventh year of Shemitah, leading to the eighth year, which is that on a much larger historical scale, that the seventh year are these wars between Christ and the nations of the world, and that's called the beginning of redemption. And then those those wars complete in the eighth year, and then Mashiach comes. That historical phenomenon is 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 reflected in sort of in sort of pocket minima, uh, uh, shrunken in, in you know in, in other times as well. Every in other words, every time the Jewish people go to war and there's a mulchameh between Klai Yisrael and the nations of the world on any level, it's reflective of this idea of the mulchameh of Maish Mashiach being considered to be a shal to the gula. Every war that Klai Yisrael fights has to be seen from this perspective of this is not just I'm a war, this is a, this is a redemptive process, this is part of the redemptive experience and we are trying to uh, to uh, bring a little of that reality of Yomais Mashiach into our world. That's what's going on when Christ will go to war. Therefore, <laughs> what's going to happen when Mashiach comes? What's the tachlis of Gula? What, what happens when Mashiach comes? So we have, well, you go through Navi, I mean, you, you know, throw a dart in, uh, in Navi, you'll hit a Pesach talking about this. Where the Navi talks about that when Mashiach comes, Mashiach is not just a redemption for the Jewish people. This is a big mistake that... that a Gaullist go- mindset thinks of Geula as something that's purely Jewish, right? That the Jew will have Beis HaMikdash, will come back to Eretz Israel, What's going to be with the rest of the world? I couldn't care less. That's not Mashiach. Mashiach is what? Umol HaAretz Deyes HaShem chasem, the entire world will be saturated with God's presence. And it says in Pasuk, Kol amim, that every nation will speak the same language. Everyone will speak about Yiddishkeit. Everyone will be completely swept up in Avodis HaShem. Again, obviously there's going to be a distinction between Jews and non-Jews. What Avodiz Hashem means to us and our responsibilities will be different than the nations of the world. But everyone, all of humanity, will be on the same page. That's what Mashiach means. In other words, the goal of Mashiach is not just Klai Yisrael being in in a good position. It means the whole world being united under the banner of godliness, under the banner of service of Hashem. Every war that Kalah Yisrael faces has to be seen, has to be framed in that, in that perspective of this is one step. This is a drop in that bigger picture of Geula, which is that, 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 which, which, whose purpose is bringing all the nations under the banner of Yiddishkeit. Therefore, says the Rambam, part of, part of the, the peace treaty that you have to offer, what's the peace treaty about? The peace treaty is, we don't want to go to war, we want to skip that step. Let's get to the tachlis, yeah? Like, why shed blood? Why go through the process of war? If you agree to our terms, then we could skip that, that, that ugly side of, of actually going to battle. In other words, the peace treaty is going to contain what the tachlis is, what we're really interested in. Says the Rambam, says the Rambam what are we interested in going to war? Not stamp taxation. That's not the tachlis of what war is. War, it has to be seen, has to be defined as a schalat the G'ulah. Every war has to be seen as the beginning of redemption. The, the wars of Gog is going to be the beginning of redemption on a large scale, and every time the Jewish people go to war is a little piece of that union of, go, of, of the beginning of redemption for that particular country. And so what is the redemption for that country? The redemption, the Mashiach, that we're trying to sort of bring into the world by going to war is what? is ultimately, the tachlis of that is not just a geula for Kla Yisrael. It's not just that we should have money and we should have uh, resources. Geula means that the whole world and all the nations of the world should be under the banner of Oedas Hashem. So says the Rambam, so of course, Shev Mitzvah their acceptance of Shev Mitzvah is going to be part of the peace treaty. That's what the whole Muhammad is really revolving around. It's trying to get to Sholem. What does Sholem mean? When Ely- Chazal say that when Al-Yavi is going to come to herald and Mashiach, to let us know that Mashiach has come, what's the message going to be? peace has come to the world peace means Mashiach peace means redemption what does redemption mean? redemption means the entire universe everyone, Jew and non-Jew alike under the banner of this Hashem so when, we're to, when the Pasach says that when you go to war you have to send a message of peace the deeper meaning of this is not just some uh, peace and others let's not fight let's try to work out the details peace means that the message that has to be sent has to be, a me- has to be a Mashiach message. It has to be a message that conveys what is the deeper purpose of going to war to begin with. And what is war? War by Kalal Yisrael is a step, is Eschal De Gula. It's the beginning of a redemptive process. Which, and the redemptive process is, again, bringing everyone under the banner of Ades Hashem, Jew and non-Jew alike. So, in the message of Sholem, the message of peace that we're trying to convey within that, woven within that, is going to be not just the message of, of, of what's good for Kalal Yisrael. What's going to be woven in that message is what's good for us, which is taxation and resources. But woven into that message is going to be what's good for the nation that we're, that we're facing right now, which is Shev you understand? Because again, the ghoul is not just for Kalal Yisrael, it's for everyone. And so, and, and since, again, these are, the, these are the steps. So let's just break it down simply. Point number one, Gula is not just for Yidden. Gula is for, all of, for the entire universe, the entire world. For Yidin to have what we need to be Yidin, and for Goyim to have what they need to be proper Goyim. So G-u- Mashiach is for everyone, number one. Number two, the Gemara Megillah, that the, that the beginning of that redemption that's going to take place when Mashiach comes, practically speaking, it's going to begin with Muhammad. And war is defined, therefore, as the beginning of redemption. Point number three, therefore, every time on a smaller scale, every time you didn't go to war, it has to be seen in that perspective, it has to be seen from that lens. That the war right now is a schal to the geula. It's a reflection, it's the beginning of what ultimately will lead to Mashiach. Therefore, our framework, our messaging in the war, our perspective in that war has to be a g'ula way, has to be Mashiach way, which is not just what's good for us, but also what's good for the, na- for the nation that we're that we're that we're, uh, attacking, that we're uh, facing right now, and the message has to be therefore what is a, a mashiach dekeh treaty. The treaty therefore, is What's woven into the treaty itself in the Rambam is what is a mashiach dekeh treaty, which is certainly taxation and resources. But shav misses because that's the Tachlis. gula is that the entire universe should be brought under the banner of this Hashem. And as a guy, the way the way you you're, you the, the, that that the responsibility of that is shav misses in, in, a, in a more personalized version of this. This idea of war being redefined as just... Tom, it's, it's not just um war. It's now beyond religious. It's now redemptive. The, the ending of, of muham is now seen as what? As the beginning of a geula process on a large scale with and Magag and so on, like the Gemara and Sanhedrin of the seventh year versus going into the eighth year. But even on a smaller scale, every mulchamah is a spark of geula. Every mulchamah is, 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 is paving the way for a mashiach, for a geula to take place vis-a-vis that particular nation, Uzbekistan, whatever. It's, uh, some level of geula for that particular place. And therefore, again, the treaty itself has to reflect that in terms of it being religious in nature, that it's, it's about taxation, but it's also about that nation leaving its darkness and its and its smallness and its and its you know and entering into the under the under the canopy of a divine presence by, by accepting Shabbosvinach. And when that nation accepts upon itself the, the terms of terms of, of surrender, which is taxation and so on, but also Shevant then Mashiach has come in that in that in that particular way. A piece of Mashiach, a little taste of gula has taken place there's a little level. peace has finally come to that particular place. What does it mean, peace? Not just not to fight. Peace means, of course, peace means God's presence. Peace means that they're now under the banner of what is Hashem. This is true on a personal level as well. Take a look at Barmachin number seven. We'll just end with this. Ratsadik in Rasis Selayla, on page 174, says like this, There's two ways, two levels of of how we bring redemption to ourselves, basically, to our own personal chaos, right? Everyone has inyanim, you know, in their personalities and so on, and we have to bring Mashiach, we have to bring redemption to us. The Tachlis is that every single part of who we are, every personality trait that we have, every idiosyncrasy we have, is all part of that that mosaic and that picture and that uh, world of of Ades Hashem, that instead of having a personality trait that is until now, taking you to all negative places, the idea is that that personality trait should be redeemed, right? That personality trait, which is like, you know, you have a little plishti inside, you know, that little, uh, you know, uh, France and England, whatever it is, you know, you have your little, you know, 70 nations within you, and right now, they're serving Avodah zara they're doing all sorts of stuff, the tachlis is that you should have a ge'ula, that Mashiach should come in your life, and all of the 70 nations within you should be under the same banner of Avodah just like your neshama, your body should be on the same page as your neshama, your animal side, you're, the 70 nations within you should be on the same page as Qal Yisrael within you. Right? That's the idea. And says Rav and there's two stages in this process. There's the Molchama part, and then there's finally the, the peace part. Says Rav Tzaddik, there's, there's two stages in, in sweetening the the, Yitzhar, the the part of you that's the seventy nations within you. La There's subjugating, there's fighting, there's going to war, and then there's converting, then there's uh then there's the nation accepting the peace treaty. La Kafya going to war means Hainu means that there's an enemy. There's an enemy within. El but you're not you you are now the dominant force. You are now going to war. And you are, you know, uh, putting, you know, you're having a sense of control. Ve'kayfeu, and you're and you're subjugating the enemy. nishma to force it to listen to tyra. are but then le'havcha. But the ultimate tachlis is peace. What does it mean, peace? Ha'inu shiyasim is that even the part of you that until now has been fighting against you should actually be converted and being on the same page as your Nishama? So, this is what's going on with here. So, going to, so to, 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 to just go back to sum it up for a second, whenever Klausel goes to war, that's the idea. War is not just seen as like, okay, we're going to war in order to get things that we need. No. war is, l-gula. war is seen in that, from that lens of, of, of it being the beginning. Of, of, of bringing the light of Mashiach into the world a little bit. And the beginning of the light of Mashiach coming to the world is with Muhammad. That's what it is. It's Moham on a larger scale, and Muhammad within the person to go to war against the parts of yourself that are not uh, on the same page as your Neshama. You go to war. But that's the beginning of Gula. It's the beginning of redemption. And if you could avoid Muhammad and if the Yitzhar, you know, if the, if the enemy accepts, I- accepts the, the peace treaty, and what does the peace treaty say? The peace treaty is, are you willing to be redeemed? Are you willing to be redeemed? Are you willing to be on the same page as, as Knesset Yisrael in terms of serving their Banu Shalom? So it's not just a matter of taxation. It's a, it's, it's, a, it's a geula framework. It's seeing it in a way of geula. And because of that, the terms of surrender are going to be are going to be uh, you know governed and, and, and dictated based on that perspective of what, what are the terms necessary to bring a geula, to bring a Mashiach to this place and to this interaction between us and this other particular nation. It's not just a matter of Practical taxation—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a gu'ula way, and the muham itself is seen as that the uh, ishal the geula. No, should help us. We should be to see in our times, their own eyes, you know, alam that all the nations should now begin to speak the same language, and they should all accept the peace treaties of Klal Yisrael, which is, uh, you know, much more than just the practical, but uh, uh, the acceptance of Shabbos and, and beyond, uh, within ourselves, we should also feel that that uh, every single part of us should. Go into the bathroom of what is Hashem. Okay, I should call